I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. Live mic is what we call it, episode 15 today. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Listen, I need to offer an apology already to my next guest, Sergeant Jason Nielsen from the Sandy Police Department. Uh, sir, I'm so sorry. No, we, you're good. We called you, we called you this morning after I saw a Facebook post uh, your department put up uh, letting folks know that there are some unclaimed items in the evidence locker, and if you uh, were to approach the department and give uh, an adequate description of the item or produce a receipt that you could, uh, you could have your item. Uh, and if not, they would either be destroyed or uh, sent to the auction. That's correct. Yes, we did post that. Now, the, the, here's the reason. Uh, I, I've asked you on the program today, and the reason why we're covering this topic, it is really just to give me an excuse to tell the following story. <laughs> uh, and then and then I do what I do want to hear uh, about. I want to hear what you've got there in the locker. I want to hear uh, about these auctions. I think police au- auctions are pretty fascinating. Uh, but here here's the story, my, my personal story. It goes back a few years uh, to August 23rd, 1996. I was a young man in western New York, and the Monroe County Sheriff's Department had an auction. And my dad and mom, we, 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 for some reason, back in those days, we liked auctions. We liked estate sales. We liked police auctions. <laughs> and no, uh, I don't blame you. On, uh, on that day, in 1996, we went to the police auction, or the sheriff's auction, rather. And uh, on the, uh, what do you call it, the, the, up on the block uh, was uh, an artificial leg. that somehow made its way into the evidence locker. And uh, had remained unclaimed for a sufficient time as to end up uh, in the auction. And I yeah, thought... You know, <laughs> when I was actually looking into this today, we've actually had a prophetic photo ourselves that we've had to send to auction. How much did you get for it? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure on, sure on that. So because I was a sarcastic little punk, I thought it would be funny to be the owner of a prosthetic leg. And so I talked my mom into uh, bidding on this prosthetic leg. And for $15... At the end of that police auction, uh, I became the owner of a, a prosthetic leg. And here, here's how it works. It's, the, it's a foot, uh, a very basic, rudimentary uh, prosthesis. The, the ones today are much more advanced. This is uh, just kind of an artistically molded foot. Uh, there's a metallic kind of shin and knee. And then there is, and I'm sure in the world of prosthetics there's a word for this, but uh, to me it looks like a, like a bucket where you would put your, uh, the severed portion of your limb. Well, we use that in my home uh, for about 10 years as a, a, a candy dish. Oh, wow. Well, that's I, interesting. We wiped it out, of course, with Clorox wipes or whatever we had back then, uh, so certainly sanitary. Uh, anyway, uh, I am the owner of a prosthetic leg, and I have both of my own legs. Uh, sorry, 
I just need an excuse to tell that story. Now, would you please tell me about what you have going on in your uh, in, in your evidence locker? Yeah, so this is typical procedure with us. We're required by law to actually make notifications before we destroy um, any evidence or property that we obtain throughout the year or the month. Um, so this is just standard procedure for us to do this. So uh, by law, like I said, we have to notify through the paper, but we decided um, because the paper doesn't reach a whole lot of people nowadays um, that we're going to be doing it on social media also. So that's why it ended up on Facebook, and that's how you got a hold of it. What, uh, what, what do you have unclaimed there? What, uh, what have folks left behind? Well, there's a, there's a lot of things that we shouldn't mention on the air, but there's also things like there's toys, there's clothing, there's going to be bicycles, there's computers, there's cell phones. Um, there's certain procedures that we have to abide by, like, like cell phones. We typically, we won't auction. We're going to destroy those things. If we have a computer, either we take the hard drive out, destroy the hard drive, or we actually use a DOD program and wipe it completely clean before we would auction it, or otherwise we would destroy that too. Um, and typically with clothing or anything like that, uh, they could be used by needy people. We'll actually donate it to various yeah. places throughout Utah. What's the what's the auction experience like for folks? Uh, what do folks experience when they show up? Well, that would be we we actually are using TNT Auction right now, and so they're the ones that would be running the auction for us. So their next auction, I believe, is actually March twenty first, is what I was informed. All right. Uh, well, sir, listen to I'm, I'm I'm grateful for your time. I'm sorry to have bothered you this morning, uh, but uh, but when I saw a police auction, it triggered that memory of my own. Uh, and you know what? Maybe listen. I'm a I'm a parent now. I've got a, a kid of my own. Maybe a, a Lonsbury family tradition will be heading out to the police auction and see what kind of funky stuff we can pick up. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll see you there. All righty. If you if you have that uh, prosthetic leg in the in the mix, maybe I'll find a match for the one I bought all those years ago. All right. Well, good talking with you. Sergeant, thank you so much. That's Sergeant uh, Jason Nielsen from the Sandy Police Department. I bugged him this morning because we saw on Facebook that there are a number of unclaimed items um, in their evidence locker. <clears throat> I've been to a few of these uh, deals. Uh, so often it's it's bicycles and it's uh, toys. Sometimes you, you try to like reconstruct the story uh, as to how these items ended up in an evidence locker. And sometimes it, uh, it breaks your heart. You do see, as he mentioned, a lot of toys. In there, and so you just wonder how is it that uh, you know this stuffed animal or this little Fisher Price bicycle ended up in uh, in a police evidence room? What were the circumstances under which uh, this happened? And it it, uh, it can be tragic, but uh, what you do get from this is you get some stuff. It gets a second life, and you can oftentimes pick up some stuff for uh, pretty inexpensive. One thing he didn't mention, and I'm not sure if uh, Sandy has this, uh, but uh, various police departments I do know will occasionally auction off vehicles. Sometimes uh, there are vehicles that are impounded. Uh, which are remain unclaimed, and uh, you can pick some up, some some vehicles. Uh, but like you said, there are some things you can't really mention on the air. There's some stuff uh, in the evidence locker that we, you know, you don't really want to talk about. It's a little uh, uh, uncomfortable stuff, uh, and uh, so I don't think much of that will end up in in the. Uh in the auction. So that's that. Uh, and I'm going to try to make my way out there. Oh, I'll tell you another thing. I mentioned estate sales, uh, auctions as well. My mom did a cool thing. Uh, this is back in, for some reason, mid nineties, my, the Lonsbury family, we were always at uh, estate sales and police auctions. She picked up a box. Uh, one of the things you can do is you can bid on these mystery boxes. You don't know what's in them, uh, but you can tell, you know, it's, it's something you can pick it up. I think you can, we could shake it, uh, but you couldn't open it and look inside it. And every once in a while we would, if we had an extra $10 or so, uh, that's about what it would cost to win one of these mystery boxes. But my mom, uh, bid and won 
bid on and won a mystery box. And uh, the fun was for us not to open it until we got home. Uh, and so we we won. We carted it home in the back of the minivan, and she opened it up. And you know what it was? It was about eight or nine antique clocks. None of them worked, uh, but they were all beautiful, uh, ornate-looking things. And what she did, uh, she had this idea. Uh, I have three younger sisters. Um, so there are four of us total. What she did is kind of neat. Uh, she took these clocks that we'd won in the auction and she set each one of them to the time uh, we were born. And she put that up on the on the mantle, uh, the fireplace. And it was there the whole time I was growing up, uh, those four clocks. And she's since moved but has a, a new fireplace. And there they sit uh, again to this day, the, the four clocks she bought in the mystery box at the estate sale. Uh, anyway, that's a... Uh, I am grateful to you for allowing me to to indulge myself and uh, share those little stories from from my past. They're fun. They're silly. If you've got any stories of yourself, or you have any, if you've ever picked up something funny from one of these either estate sales or, or police auctions, uh, let me know. Five seven five zero zero is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd love to hear uh, some of your experiences. I'm going to see if I can create some new fun little memories for my little baby Piper as she grows up. Only two months old right now, so she may not appreciate it uh, as I did back then, uh, but. Down the road, I, I think we'll give it a shot. I want to also invite you to uh, use uh, the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services. We have a lot of guests here uh, on the program, and they come and go in and out of the studio, and sometimes they'll have things to show off. And anyway, there's a lot that does happen. I know it's a radio station, but there's a lot that happens here in studio uh, visually and uh, via the KSL News Radio app. Again, powered by Any Hour Services. There, there is a video feed. Uh, when I worked here at KSL the first time. We didn't have that. When I came back, man, I was intimidated. I have to make sure I get a haircut and wear a tie each day and look sharp because as I sit here, what do I see? One, two, three, four. Uh, There are four cameras all trained on me. For a vain person like myself, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, But uh, anyway, uh, KSL News Radio app powered by Any Hour Services. Uh, In our next uh, segment, let me grab the little rundown here. What do we have next? In the next segment, we're going to be speaking to a good friend of mine. Uh, this is retired uh, UHP Lieutenant Lee Perry. He's also a representative in the Utah House. Uh, great man. He has served as a member of the UHP for 31 years, and last week he retired. I want to talk to him briefly in this next segment about uh, some of the lessons he learned, uh, first and foremost, why he chose to get into the field of law enforcement, and maybe some advice he might have uh, for folks like you if you're considering uh, a career in law enforcement. You know, UHP is hiring right now and through the end of the month. We'll get the details next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.